Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to episode 135 of Two Drunk Brothers on a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to recap NFL Week 3, talk about some UFC 266, the aftermath of that, because that happened last Saturday, give you some Week 4 bets. And also, we're going to bring back something that we did not do. Well, we did a few times last year. We haven't done it yet this year. We're going to be doing an ultimate DFS lineup, drafting a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup for week four live on the podcast. And if you are watching us on YouTube, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you sub to the YouTube, sub to uh, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you're looking sub, if you're watching on YouTube, first of all, you're seeing Travis run around like a crazy maniac because he's trying to get his mic situation figured out. Uh, but you also can probably faintly see what was probably the most blatant pass interference non-call that I saw of the weekend. And it really cost the Dolphins the game on Sunday. Uh, Will Fuller was open in the end zone. He was legitimately tackled before the ball even got there. And I just think it was ridiculous. So I guess we'll we'll kick it off there, Travis. Like with with our week with our week three talk, um, Dolphins Raiders. What do you think of the non call on the PI there at, at the end of uh, OT? Yeah, I mean, it was it's tough. I know it was kind of close, kind of a bang bang play, but. And like you got, you have the some some people that were you know online on Twitter, Twitterverse saying you can't call that that uh, a penalty in overtime. I'm, I think it's ridiculous that some people like think that some calls shouldn't be called just because it might completely change the game. Like if it's a call, if it's pass interference, it's pass interference regardless of when it happens. Like there needs to be a line drawn, like hey. This is pass interference. This is going to be called. I'm tired of it. Oh, we're not going to call that in a close game because it was a bang bang play. Yeah, I mean, that's my that's my thing too. Like, so you're saying if this would happen in the first quarter, like it's okay to call just because it was in the first quarter, and, not- and I guarantee you, yeah. it probably would have been. Oh, absolutely. Like he legitimately tackled him, and now a lot of people like we're looking back on it. Whenever we played the Raiders last year, whenever it was called on, I can't remember. It was a D- Dolphins defensive back. I think it was Byron Jones on a Raiders receiver, it was a lot less ticky-tacky than that in overtime or at the end of the game that allowed them to get the go-ahead field goal to uh, to take the lead. But it's just I'm I'm sick of the inconsistencies, like you said, and, and just NFL officiating all around. Uh, I just think you could have three different sets of refs call three different games and they're all going to – and have the same plays in each game they're all going to call differently. Yeah, I – Dolphins got screwed pretty bad. That was pretty awful non-call. But a game that I wasn't watching that I heard about, went back and looked at, I think the Lions may have gotten screwed the most. Uh, this, are you talking about how the clock like expired to zero? It was like 1.9 seconds that it hit zero before he hiked the ball 
that like I know that they're not perfectly matched up. There's no way it was like just around two seconds off. Uh, and then that allowed the Ravens to obviously gain some more yards and then kick that 66-yard field goal. Outside of that, clock hit zero. I believe it would have been – I don't know if the clock was running or not. It would have been 10-second runoff, if not a penalty. But that's uh, that's that's a big call for them. Lions somehow always find a way to get screwed. Yeah, I know. You probably heard that on uh, part of my take this week, which is that's where I heard it. But, yeah, I, I literally turned that game off because um, the Dolphins game started at 3.05. So I'm like, oh, this is over. I saw fourth and 19, um, and the, the Ravens had to convert to keep the game alive. I saw that. I'm like, oh, this is over. I'm going to change it, go to the Dolphins game. It just started. And then I'm looking at my phone on a commercial break on the Dolphins game. I'm like, I texted Travis said, what the fuck? Did the Raiders win, win that game? How? And then, first of all, the most Lions way to lose. Not only did you lose on the record for a field goal, it's 66 yards. It bounced off the crossbar, and the Raider and the Lions fans started going nuts, like because they thought it missed, and it just goes up in the air and through the uprights. So, like that is the most painful way to lose. Like if you're sitting behind the field goal post, like, you have no idea like if that bounces forward or backwards. So you're probably just sitting there and just like, but. Yeah, you said you heard that on – you saw it before a commercial break. Was it the French Vanilla, Rocky Road, Chocolate, Chocolate Peanut, Peanut Butter, Butter Cookie? cookie. <laughs> I saw this TikTok today and said it was just a, this compilation of people in football jerseys destroying their TVs. And yes, it said, it said your one. team's getting railroaded and this commercial comes on and they're just like plowing through their TVs. That's so fucking – I mean, that commercial's hilarious. Like, I, I like it, but it's yeah, dude, I'm so played way it. too much. I'm yeah. so over – that sound, it's it's got to go. It's almost as worse as, and we fancy like Applebee's, and it's like fucking them doing that corny ass dance Dude, for. App- <laughs> it's horrible. It's so like, bad. I don't hate that song with that dance. No, I do now. I, I <laughs> hate that song. That the the uh, over playing it in commercial made me hate that song. At first, I was like, okay, this is all right. Like I could I could stand it. Now I'm just like cringe, cringe yeah. every time I hear it. It is. Uh-huh. I mean, so uh, what else happened in week three? Um, before we move on from the Lions-Ravens, I do want to say I am impressed with what Dan Campbell is doing in, in Detroit. They have quite possibly the worst roster. You know what it reminds me a lot of? And I, can't, I, I know we always refer to the Dolphins on this podcast, but it reminds me a lot of the 2019 Dolphins and the roster that Brian Flores had. They fought and they and they scratched in as many games as they could. They ended up 5-11. and 11. That's what this Lions team reminds me of this year with with Dan Campbell. I mean, they very well should have won on Sunday. And that was, I told you, I was like my hot take last week was that they were going to cover. And then I said that they have a very good chance of winning. Well, they should have won. Uh, and then they also almost came back against the 49ers. Like, they're, they're a scrappy little team. And uh, I I think they can, they can pull off some pretty big upsets this year against some teams because people are going to just – Going to the the week thinking, oh, this is an easy win. Yeah, that would have messed up a lot of survivor pools. I think uh, for sure this week, if if the Lions would have won. So for some reason this year, survivor pools, which for those of you who aren't familiar or aren't in them, I sur- I suggest you get in one for the future. But anyway, for some reason this year, they just, it just seems easier than normal. Like no nobody is getting eliminated in like huge bulks this year. Yeah, like the one one Travis and I are in. Uh, there was a few people like it should have been like one or two, maybe three every every single week that get eliminated. Did anyone even get eliminated this week in ours? No, the one we're I'm, in together. I am in. I am in one with ninety seven people. 
they do it online and not one single person got, there's been 17 people eliminated and not one single person got eliminated this week. Yeah. Like you said, this week was easy. Like I know I was on the bills in the survivor pool this week, which there's an absolute lock this week that I feel like everyone and their brother is going to pick. Is it the Pats? It's the Titans. No, no, sorry, not the Pats. The 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 Bucks. The Bucks are a pretty good one, but the Titans against the Jets. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, so what else? Week. Uh, I had some friends over to watch the well, that I my friends had to help me move a pool table uh, on Sunday, so they stayed and watched the games at my at my place. Uh, but literally in that noon game, in the, in, in the noon slate of games. That first half of the noon games was probably the craziest like half of red zone I've seen in a long time. So many turnovers, so many crazy plays. I feel like every time they switch to a game, it was a turnover. Um, I, the, in the kick six in the Cardinals-Jacksonville game. I worked until noon, so I didn't get home till like a little bit past one, and I was looking at the games, and like none of them were really going my way. I only had a few bets out on those games. But they were all like super low scoring. I was like, is this even worth turning on? So I got hopped in the car and I had to go to the store uh, to get some things. And I saw that kick six happen. I just wanted to fucking drive my car into the fucking train uh, coming across the tracks after I saw that one. Cardinals yeah. ended up covering, but I was so pissed. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way Jacksonville can really score. We'll talk about that right now. Like, that's the only way Jacksonville can really score is if they get these crazy plays like that. That team is just so bad. They're allowing like 30 points per game. Trevor Lawrence, that pick six he threw might have been one of the worst pick sixes I've ever seen in my life. Like he literally was backpedaling and just like lofted it up off his back foot. Like you can't do that in the NFL, man. You cannot do that in the NFL. I mean, just that that team's going to ruin his career. Like I don't want to call him a bust because I like him and I want him to succeed. But I mean, the Jaguars and the Jets. I was say ruin, they're going to ruin their QB's careers, man. Zach Wilson, you might already label him as a bust because unless it he just gets sucks, that, because it's like you can't do anything in those situations. Like you can't, you're not going to come in and make those teams phenomenal automatic. Like you just can't. There's it's, there's eleven or what ten other guys up the field. You can't just leave it up to one person. Yeah, they have no running game. The Jets have no running game. They have really no receivers outside of Corey Davis. Uh, so the d- offensive line is not terrible, but Makai Becton, I think, is dealing with an injury, and yeah, he's he, out right now. I think he was their so. he was their first pick, la- first round pick last year. So, I mean, like you said, it just sucks for those guys. And then, um, I mean, really, this whole rookie quarterback class has not been impressive at all. Like everyone no, was I like, think, I think they all suck. Mac Jones was the yeah. most overrated of them all. He everyone was hopping on his dick week one. I'm like, did you guys watch the games? Because they only lost to the Dolphins by one, which, by the way, never happens in Foxborough. And then, like, since then, he's been asked. Like, he's he's a che- he just checks it down the entire time, which is why Jacoby Myers is going to be so valuable in fantasy because he's running those those slant those crossing slant routes. So, I mean, he has two touchdowns and three interceptions through three weeks. Not yeah, great, Cotton. Not not impressive. Not impressive. Uh, let's let's hop into some other games or headlines. We won't recap every single game, like the Washington Bills game. That one's just a slaughter. <laughs> yeah, Josh Allen had an amazing. Bills are back. Uh, yeah, after that uh, week one struggle bus, or was that? Yeah, week one. Bengals, uh, dude, you got you got to you got to part ways with Big Ben. Can't do it I anymore. Mean, Did you see him falling over his feet? Yeah, yeah dude, over his feet threw it right to the guy. 
So you got you got to get rid of him. I mean, he's bad. He's bad. And, I mean, and you can't keep going to fucking Duck Hodges and uh, Josh Dobbs. That's Duck Hodges is, is, isn't even on the team anymore. Oh, he's not, is he? No. Yeah. It's Josh Dobbs and uh, I don't fucking somebody know. not good enough to play, obviously, because we can't figure no, out. No, they signed, they signed Dwayne Haskins. Yep. So somebody not good enough to play. Yeah. Uh, they, I don't, they got to get. They got to do something there because they're just – I mean, at this point, if you're them, like Juju came back and signed a one-year deal, that's obviously a waste of, a waste of time. Chase Claypool is going to be going into – this is only his second year in the league, so he's still on his rookie contract. So kiss Juju goodbye. You can kiss Big Ben goodbye. You still got you got Najee Harris. You got some pieces there. Like why not just literally pack it in and try to get a top – but the, here's a the problem. There are no good, in my opinion, quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. Yeah, no, not, not very many. Last year was the year to get one if you were going to have a team, a team to build one around. Like obviously not the first two picks. Like if you have a team that's already solid and you're just trying to add some more pieces, last year was the year to do that. But this year, you think the Steelers know. could trade for Deshaun Watson would be dangerous on that team? I think I, I mean Deshaun Watson would be dangerous on a lot of teams. I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. People are too scared. If I were a GM, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, because apparently they came out and said they're going. To, they've already like lowered their. Because at first they wanted like something stupid. Like they, apparently a team had offered them three first rounders and three second rounders, and they said no. They wanted like four or five first rounders. I'm like, come on, we're getting a little ridiculous here. Like so, apparently now they softened their their requests. I think you probably get it done with you know a couple of first rounders, a couple other co- compensational picks, and a, and a couple players. I don't know the way the Dolphins draft. I think he might be worth ten first rounders because they can't draft a first rounder that'll pan out ever. I mean, Chris Greer just completely whiffed on that fucking twenty. I guess it was twenty twenty. I don't think drafts. the Dolphins have had a good draft, like more than two good draft players in the last three years. Yeah, Jerome Baker is probably the best one that that comes to mind up front. Xavier Howard was a second round pick. Yeah. So, but outside of that, uh, Bengals one. They're looking. All right, now that Joe Mixon is finally doing what you know he's supposed to do a year and yep. a half later. Um and Jamar, can we talk about how Jamar Chase hustled hustled all of us? Dude, he literally was like gifted every fantasy owner in the world like a wide receiver number one. Yeah. Like, here's your here's your wide receiver one in the eighth round. Yeah. <laughs> like good God. Uh yeah, he was talking about he was talking about how he couldn't see the ball because it didn't have the little white stripe around it, like like college like college football, and now he's like he's going off. Like, did you not hear that? Like he he said that yeah. as a joke, I think. But I don't. And then like everyone was tweeting at him, like should have joined the XFL because of their balls. Yeah, Cardinals uh, just scored. Nice, absolutely great. Uh yeah, he looks solid. I mean, burning burning corners, catching balls, looks good. This is the game we got to talk about next. Chargers Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs fans, is, is 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 it time to hit the panic button? They, they, I think they're. I know we have a couple of Chiefs fans. Not trying to make them mad, but I think Chiefs fans are too confident and cocky in their own team. If I were a Chiefs fan, I would be worrying. So I I know one Chiefs fan is a loyal loyal listener, and we'll see him this weekend. Uh, by the way, guys, Travis getting married this weekend, so you know. Give a give a round, round of applause for that. Um, We're not going to be the two drunk brothers anymore. We're going to be the two drunk husbands. Yeah, <laughs> brand, brand name change. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Cyrus, I know for a fact because I saw him like like a tweet. 
and retweet or retweet something. And it said, these Chiefs, these new Chiefs fans really weren't a fan in the 2000s. And it shows because there was a time there when we were in college and Cyrus was my roommate where the Chiefs went one in 15 and he watched every single game religiously. So these new, I would, I'll call them bandwagon Chiefs fans don't know what it's like to have a team that can't fucking defend anything. And now they can't know. stop anything like nothing. They are worst in the league in stopping the run, which I by a, by about. a considerable margin by a lot. Yeah, a lot. I talked about it last week. They're, they're linebackers. They're just not stepping in. They're not filling holes. We score again. Absolutely. Yeah. They're not filling holes. They're not being aggressive enough. So geez, we're getting <laughs> five. <laughs> Jesus, that sounded very bad. But they're not. They're not doing that, and uh, they're just getting. Teams can do whatever they want to, and they can't stop the run. Not filling holes, fast. and they're getting not filling holes, and they're getting rammed. So yeah, they're not doing. It. They're not filling holes aggressively enough. Uh, no, I, I don't disagree. Uh, Nick Bolton, former Mizzou Tiger, will always love him for that. He's great at Mizzou. He is slow, lethargic. There's a guy on TikTok, and I think it'd be cool to try to reach out to and get on the podcast, even though some of the shit he says on TikTok kind of pisses me off. But he was just like, Nick Bolton's slow. He's lazy, he's slow, he's fat, um, and he is. Like, I mean, he's just not – He really fell off the end of his senior year uh, of college. And He should have bulked up and – he should have bulked up and changed to a pass rusher. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he's too slow, uh, that's not really going to work out very well. You got to be kind of quick for that. But regardless of the fact, outside of their defense, I haven't been too terribly impressed with their offense. I think they've been trying to do, get too cute and spread the ball out way too much. Like, go back to what was working. You know, long passes to Tyree Kill, seam routes to Travis Kelsey, and like every once in a while. Like, they've been working in Hardman – and yeah, who's Pringle, that, who's that and, fucking guy that like dropped the ball right in his hands that caused that insane interception that the Chargers had on like the first possession? That was some guy uh, I'd never I heard of before. I wasn't watching. I was on my way home from work. It literally like like they were driving and it bounced off his hands and like went about fifty feet in the air and a Chargers defender came in and dove and caught it for an interception. But I'm like, bro, like Patrick Mahomes was a little behind you, yeah, but you had both hands on it and just bounced off his hands and went straight up in the air. So yeah, I also heard that he threw a no look interception which makes my heart just happy because that means you guys stop doing that shit. Yeah, you can't you can't be doing that. Clyde Edwards Hilaire also gigantic bust. Cannot he looks like he eats a bowl of popcorn for every single game. And it's funny because he didn't really fumble a whole lot last year and then they quit using them and now they put him back into the game and want him to immediately start being a workhorse again. He just isn't that he's not he, good. Was that I don't know if it was back to back possessions or where there was a possession in between where he fumbled, but he had two fumbles on Sunday. Did not look good, and I—I I mean, everyone's saying that Justin Herbert and the and the Chargers won that game. It can are, are fucking crazy because the Chiefs lost that game. J- Herbert did not. Herbert still has not impressed me this year. And Colin Coward getting on his show today, acting like he's like a godsend. Like he was okay on Sunday. He was average. Herbert. I mean, he did pretty well. He was he had two hundred eighty one yards, which isn't that impressive. But he had four touchdowns. Yeah, because I mean. I mean Austin he is a good quarterback. I love Justin Herbert. You want to talk about somebody who's impressive on that Chargers offense? It's Austin Eckler. He is like the ultimate Swiss Army knife in that offense. It's insane. I mean, that offense is really good. Keenan Allen, probably a what, top five wide receiver in the NFL. And I told you, I told you guys this: Mike Williams, stud. Yeah, I got I got a trade offer in the fantasy football league uh, that I'm still pondering over. Zach, let's, let's Zach, talk about it. Zach, Zach doesn't. 
listening to this because he's a not a, not a true friend. Um, but <laughs> he uh, offered me Robert Tunyon and Mike Williams for Gronk. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Mm, I would take that. But I don't need any receivers. That's the problem. And like, if my, you don't need receivers, and yeah, maybe not. But then again, I really don't need to hurt. He could have that lingering issue. And I got, I got, I got Noah Fant too as a backup. So I would, I, I, I might counter back and say, give me somebody else besides Tunyon because I don't want that trash bag either. He doesn't do anything this year. Yeah, he hasn't anything. But I would, I like Mike Williams a lot. Um, my thing, my thing is that he, I think he's been so hot, he's going to cool off like super quick. I don't know because that's it's him and it's him and Keenan Allen, and that's it. True. And he's been getting a lot of targets. True. Chiefs, uh, so though, I thought initially this week would be tough, but then we saw Monday night's game. The Eagles are horrible. After that, Bills, Washington football team, Titans, Giants is easy. Packers, Raiders, Cowboys. They have a gauntlet ahead of them. For the Chiefs? Yeah. What is it again? Say it again. It goes Eagles, so not hard. W, 2-2. Two two. Bills. On the road? No, but they just lost to the Chargers at home. Yeah. Uh, Washington football team on the road. That's a W, 3-3. Three and three. At Titans. W, 4-3. and They'll be the Titans. Titan, I think a Titans record. I think they've played, I don't know, 4-3. and three. Anyway, go ahead. Giants. Five and Five three. And yeah. Packers. In in Green Bay? No, but still. Just depends. If they can't stop the run, Aaron Jones is gonna run is gonna run down their throat. I could see that. That's a toss up game. Five and four, maybe, I at, guess. At Raiders. That's a win. I think the Raiders are the most fraudulent three and O team in the league right now. And then Cowboys. I think you're giving them too much. I think you're see, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. You're no. I think they'll lose to the Bills, to the Titans, and to the Packers. I think heading into that Raiders game, they will be five and five. Five and five and four. Or four and five. Yikes. I don't know about that. I really hope not because I got a few futures with them and one in the so AFC West in it. But. I do too, but at the end of the day, I think I would almost give up <clears> that's to uh to see something different happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, Chiefs, Chiefs fans. I just I, I got I got I need some new stuff happening in my life. Uh, real quick, we'll talk about Sunday Night Football and then we'll, we'll move on because I feel like uh, what happened in Week Three. We kind of touched on all the big storylines. You can't leave Aaron Rodgers more than I would say twenty five seconds. If it's over twenty five seconds, you're screwed. That's bananas. Forty seconds, <laughs> no timeouts. That's still crazy. Like you, like I tweeted this out. 
And I said, uh, you know, Travis texted me. He was pissed because um, a 49ers scored that go-ahead touchdown with like with the with 40 something seconds left and I looked at it I was laying in bed I wasn't really watching the game and, I wasn't uh, either and I said they left too much time on the clock I like literally like I because like, me and Travis had Packers money line which we put on the Patreon you need to subscribe to that because that's not something we talk about on the podcast because the Monday night games we talk about them on Tuesday by the time Monday rolls around so much shit has changed like we could definitely change our minds about something so we ended up betting Packers money line um but I literally had like I saw that I saw the amount of time that was left. I saw that all the Packers knew was a field goal to win, and I'm like, I told Travis they left too much time. I literally had zero doubt. Like I counted that as a win from 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 that time. That's how that was, much confidence I had. Now. That's a lot of confidence. Everyone's praising Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong, very impressive. Two deep passes down the middle, but I think Mason Crosby had to go to the locker room afterwards and wash the grass stain off his balls because his nuts were just. That big. <laughs> Mason that, Crosby's always been a super clutch kicker. But hadn't he already missed a field goal that in the game? We've seen that a lot. Justin Tucker missed a field goal, and then he ended up hitting, hitting the 66-yarder. Jason Sanders missed a field goal earlier, and he ended up hitting a big big one later in the game. So I think the that's how you define a good kicker. Like you miss a kick earlier in the game, come back and make a big one later on. The kickers that are mediocre or average or bad will continue. Like it gets in their head, and they're done from yeah. there. So the good kickers will get – We'll get up and over that. So I like that. Uh, side note: Rams really good. Seahawks suck. That's the Rams. Happens. The Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Like I, there's until no, someone they'll pro- do they'll they'll do Rams things and lose it until someone proves me otherwise. I mean, I didn't even know they had Deshaun Jackson on their team until Sunday. Like I'm, no I'm one does. Even- He'll have another game with like 150 yards and two catches, and uh, then he'll disappear. But it pains me to say this. I say that they'll fall off, but Matt Stafford is just another level. He's so good. Literally, Sean McVay had a quote. He said, uh, the second he came into our building, he made everyone in here a better football player, and he made me a better coach. And I think that just speaks volumes to the player that Matt Stafford is and how undervalued and underrated he was in Detroit. Me and you have always known. We've always been a big big Matt Stafford like backers, even though yeah, he's playing I in Detroit. Have. Like he was super underrated, and I think finally now he's getting the respect he deserves. For Sean McVay, who's been to the Super Bowl, to come in and say the second he walked in this building, he made every player in here a better player and me a better coach, just speaks volumes to to the type of player that and, and leader that Matt Stafford is. I heard something today. It was uh, switch situations with Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers, and where would they be now? I think that he that Matt Stafford has the talent to have had the career that Aaron Rodgers has had. I think Aaron Rodgers is a better improviser than Matt Stafford. If they, you're talking about if they would have switched careers, like if Matt Stafford would have been in green Bay and Aaron Rodgers would have been in Detroit. Yeah. I still think Aaron Rodgers would have maybe won a Super Bowl in Detroit by some Ooh, with, with Calvin Johnson. Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers and Calvin Johnson? Like that would have been just stupid. Yeah. Um, been dumb. But I think Matt Stafford is a better game manager that he would have won more than one Super Bowl in Green Bay. Probably so. I just thought that was interesting to think about. Like, it's like, whoa, like they were in the same division for such a long time. Matt Stafford's really young. I didn't know he was only 33 years old. Yeah. I mean, he's not old. He's been in the league forever. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, very good quarterback. We are big backers of them. Rams, dangerous. Uh, Seahawks, 
not Seahawks can't stop the run. I would lump the Seahawks in with the Chiefs as a team that cannot fucking stop the run. They can't stop anything. No. No. Yeah, we're officially – you will not see the two drunk brothers put out another bet in the favor of the Seahawks. I just will stay away from Seahawks games altogether. Uh, because if I bet against them, then they'll come out and they'll fucking blow, blow the doors off the team that they're playing. So we're on that, but even like if they're up, they could be up two touchdowns, never safe. No, like I like Sunday they came 17, out seventeen seven. Like on the Patreon, we had a we had Seahawks money line because I was like, yeah, the two points, whatever. I could see them fucking doing something. Seattle winning by one. So like you know, let's do money line, and I put some juice on them myself, more than two units um, that we had on the Patreon and. I, and I saw it. I was like, oh, they're up 17 to three or whatever it was. I'm like, oh, fucking mail that shit in. Vikings are back to their old Vikings ways. And nope, here goes the Seahawks just letting shit up like crazy. And it's just stupid. Yeah, Silly. So. Well, um, we, we, we found a little bit more identity in week three in the NFL. So we're going to head in and move forward. I would say we found it. It just has to be better. Um, no, NFL. We've, we've gotten a little bit more of like who to bet on, who not to bet on. And teams are kind of finding a mold and i shared a little insight with travis that i'll be sharing to the patreon i think i found a little bit of a formula or a little bit of a trend that's been happening this year uh yeah so to talk about betting before Jarrett rolls into that uh let's do a recap from last week uh 50 33 and 2 over the last seven days up 7.91 units so uh not not like great money's money man but hey you're winning money Takes money to make money. Uh, MLB has been insane, twenty-one and eight, up ten point three units. Uh, Ryder Cup, I dominated the Ryder Cup, ten three and two, up five units over only fifteen plays. And then college football, we finally won nine and seven, up one point seven five hey, units. College football, like there's been four like official weeks. We're actually like actually including including week zero, we've been in the green three out of the five weeks. So, oh. It, Probably due to the fact that we had a monstrous week two uh, yeah. in the college football. UFC, they were okay. We lost 1.7 units, four and five. Uh, kind of bet with our heart a little bit there. There wasn't a lot of value in UFC, in that UFC card. A lot of heavy favorites. Yeah. Um, NFL, like Jared said, got to be better. Six and 10, down 7.4 units. Stuff to bet on the NFL. Start of a new year. A lot of shit happens in the offseason. Uh, but we're going to get better and we're going to get in the green. I should have broke that out in the NFL and like what it is. We are against the spread and player props. Again, this is all of our Patreon bets. So like Travis said, overall Patreon 50, 33 and two, just over the last seven days up uh, a little under eight units. So, you know, if you're a $10 better, that's 80 bucks in a week. That's nice. If you're a $20 better, that's 160 bucks. So I don't know anybody in the right mind that wouldn't take that money. It's free money in your pocket. Take your girl out to dinner, take her on a date night. It's, it's, it's a free date. So, um, with that being said, before we move on to, to Degenerates Digest and talk about week four in the NFL and week five in college, let's quickly reca- recap UFC 266. Well, you said you said you found a slant for NFL. Are we going to talk the, about that now or later? The slant I found is – and I'll go ahead and get – I mean, this is something I was going to give on the Patreon, but I'll give it to the podcast for you guys. So I found that if you have a road – what I, what I tell you, Travis, I texted this to you. If they are a road favorite by more than four points, four points or more. No, you said four. Like four or less. And four, yeah. Yeah. If they're a road favorite, so like this weekend, Bucks and somebody else was a road favorite. Yeah, but that's take, over seven, though. 
That's no, like, that's like four or over. The Bucks are like seven point favorites. No, they weren't. They were they were one point favorites. I'm talking about. Oh, this, I thought you meant this upcoming week. I was talking about data from last weekend. So I just something I found, and I like a trend that I found this week. If you are a if it's a road favorite and the spread is like less than four points, so like the Bucks were minus one. I can't remember the other one. I told you take the home dogs, and because like Vegas already views that as a close matchup. Take the value there. And, the and, Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks. They were like two point road favorites against the Vikings, and the Vikings covered easily. So that, already, also, that already already makes it seem like it's going to be a close game. Yeah, and then so they it, it's trap. It really is a trap, and we've fallen into it a lot. So we're going to try to avoid those as much as possible. Given that that's not going to be the case in every single game, so you probably will still see us take some but not, a, not as many as we have been. And then also, if it's like a close matchup, like, and this is just really more of an eye test, if it's a, if you're like, hey, it's a close matchup, and the spread is six or higher, um, then take then take the underdogs. There's a lot of, like, underdogs that cover this weekend uh, that, like, the Dolphins covered uh, against the Raiders. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of teams that were dogs that covered the Bengals against the Steelers. Uh, so we're just Saints. something that – Saints. We're just, Saints were, were a big one. They were yes, Saints were a big one there. Um, the uh, the Falcons against the Giants. I I was, yep, Packers. I was I was baited in, into taking the Giants, and I that that screwed me in the butt. So that's what uh, I heard. Uh, Irby was telling me that. Yeah, he fucking uh, hanging out with Irby on Saturday, and I was talking to him, and I was like, man, I'm I'm really thinking I'm gonna take the Giants minus two and a half tomorrow. I was like, he's like, man, I don't know, he Irby. Shout out to Irby. He's calling. He he thinks the Giants are literally the worst team in the league. And they're not good. And he's like, I was like, man, even worse than the Jets, even worse than the Jaguars. He goes, man, if 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 the Giants played the Jaguars and the Giants played the Jets ten times, I think the Giants lose more games than they win. He goes, so I think they're the worst team in the league. And he tried to tell me to take the Falcons, and I almost did it, but I was like, you know what? I liked the Giants when I first saw it, so it's something we're gonna try a slant. We're gonna try to get so. um Definitely, definitely stay tuned to that. But UFC 266 real quick before we jump into to the Degenerous Digest. Um, for those of you who didn't watch it, Alexander Volkanovsky defended the uh, featherweight title against Brian Ortega. But, man, did Brian Ortega almost have him submitted not once but twice in what was a crazy, crazy third round. Dude, it was it was crazy. I was jumping up. I was like, he's fucking got him. He's fucking got him. Come on, sink it in. And – Volkanovsky even said, like, in an yeah. interview after, he was like, that was tight. He goes, I, I thought I was done for. He said, he, he said, he said that, he said, oh, fuck, that was, I'm about to lose the belt. I'm about to lose tight. the belt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if you've never seen Brian Ortega, like, that's what he does. He just, anytime he sees an open, he, he'll jump on a guy. I always uh, picture that one where he gets that guy in a guillotine standing up. Yeah. And he's like, wraps his leg around him and he tightens it in and like, that dude is crazy. Like, I love Brian Ortega. He will be back. He's a tough motherfucker. How he didn't get knocked out. Uh, he well, won't get knocked out. I don't think he can get knocked out. To be fair, Herb Dean walked over. He's like, <laughs> Ortega's laying on the couch. Because he was gassed. Like, those of you who don't know and who aren't, like, super UFC fans, anytime you try to sink in a choke and you, like, sink it in good for more than five to ten seconds – you're done you're for that. Your muscles are done. You're exerting literally, and like he got mollywopped that fourth and fifth round because of it. But like after that third round, 
Ortega's like literally laying on the canvas. He's got it. He had got his face pounded in. Herb Dean walks over to him, standing over him. He's like, "Hey, man, can you see?" And Ortega's like, "I think so." Yeah, and then the uh, the doctor comes out. He's like, "How many fingers am I holding up?" He goes, "I'll be all right." He goes, "No, how many fingers am I holding up?" He goes, three. I'll be fine." And he like, <laughs> he's like, "Is he okay to fight?" He goes, "Yeah, I think so." <laughs> so uh, so I send him back out there. Shout out Herb Dean. We've given Herb Dean a lot of shit over the last couple of years for like stop fights too early. You know, you know damn well he very well could have stopped that early. If he would have stopped that fight, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, I know that he didn't end up winning, and he probably didn't have a chance of winning it. But he has never been knocked out, and did not deserve to be knocked out that fight. So no. On the other side of things, uh, Volkanovski will defend his title belt again. Um, I don't know. He's talking about. He said he's gonna have to wait because Yair Rodriguez is gonna probably gonna have to fight Max Holloway. Um, which is a fight I don't think needs to happen. I think they give Max and Volcan the run back right now. Um, but Max wants to fight. So Volcan was talking about because Connor that used to be Connor's division. That was that was when Connor used to run back to featherweight. Yeah, so um, Connor would have to drop two divisions though. Well, Volcan's like, well, even someone like Volkanovsky, he, they were like, Yeah, he can't drop down to 145 anymore. He looked deathly ill. When he was at 145, and Vol- obviously like, 170 is not working. Well, Volkanovski's like, I'll go up to 155. He goes, I'm, I'm going to have some time. He goes, because Max and Yair Rodriguez are going to fight in probably December or January, so I'm not looking at defending my belt again until probably March or April. I'm down to fight in between then against Connor if he wants to run it. That would be that would be a cool fight to watch. Yeah, I think Volkanovski would win though. Oh, Connor's washed, but it'd be yeah, fun to watch. He is. He is. But hey, it would be fun to watch. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Ortega, I think his next fight, uh, I think he needs a fight that's not so intense. Give him someone that he can go in there and beat the fuck up. Sugar uh, Sean? To hit, he would tear him apart. Yeah, I know. He would tear him apart. That wouldn't even be fair. He doesn't want all that. Who else Who else is in the in the featherweight division that, that Ortega could fight? Uh, let's see here. Ortega in the featherweight division. Um, he already beat Korean Zombie. Uh, Calvin Cater would be the only one. Really? Yeah, I would give him him. Uh, yeah, because he's ranked fifth. That's about it. Because yeah, you Unless said you want to give him that year, but he's gonna fight Max Holloway. No one else is really worth him fighting. Like I wouldn't drop down and fight a number nine or nine ranked fighter. Uh, Bryce Mitchell. No, that's not worth it for him. That's not that, worth the loss. Sty- yeah, stylistically, that's not a good matchup for. No, for Ortega. And, yeah. and that's the thing too. You got to look at it and like, yeah, he could lose that fight, and if you lose to a guy that's ranked eleven, you might as well count your your blessings over for fighting for the title within the next two years. Absolutely. Uh, and same thing with Giga. I wouldn't fight the, that Giga Chikadze guy who's ranked eighth if I were him. So if I were him, I would only fight Calvin Cater or higher five or higher. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Calvin Cater's last fight was a loss to Max Holloway. It's not terrible. Um, going into co-main, nothing much to say. We knew Valentina Shevchenko was going to win. She was the minus 1700 favorite for a reason. We had her by decision and last of the four. She knocked her out then. Um, the that only girl thing, just fell apart. She was done for. The only she was done for from the time the bell rung in the first round. Let's yeah. let's let's be real honest. Like she never looked like she. But was she was at least she was at least standing her ground and like not getting beat the shit out of. 
Yeah, everyone's like Jessica Andrade. Like she, Jessica Andrade has a first round knockout on the on the first fight on the main card. She needs to run it back. Uh, I think no. the Jessica Andrade fight would be better. Would be a more entertaining fight than the Amanda Nunez because Amanda Nunez is going to win. I mean, they're like, run the trilogy fight. I'm like, there's no trilogy. She just beat her twice in a row. But both were decisions, though. Okay, fine. Do you want her to knock her out? I I honestly do. I kind (laughs) of because Valentina hasn't been knocked out. I do. Has she? Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I don't think so. There's no way. She's 22 and 3. I don't think she definitely doesn't have a loss in the UFC. Um, she lost to a split decision to Amanda Nunez. A unanimous decision to Amanda Nunez. Nope. She lost to Liz Carmucci. Back in 2010, on Dude, a doctor stoppage, Liz Carmucci used to be a badass. She she put a lot of losses on some girls' careers. Yeah, it was she like 38 now, 39, 37. Yeah, what but anyway, she's beaten. Yeah, it's real Liz, quick. Car- Liz Carmucci. She has beaten. Um, I feel like she's beaten some some damn good girls. She not. lost the decision to Valentina Shevchenko, so Shevchenko got her back. Um, she has beaten. She beat Jennifer Maya by decision. Uh, who hasn't? Caitlin Chukagian. She beat her by decision. Lauren Mur- Lauren Murphy. She beat her by decision. See. Uh, she beat Jessica Andrade by TKO. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. She um, beat a lot of these girls. Shevchenko by TKO. Even her losses, like they're all decisions. Like uh, Rousey submitted her back in Rousey's heyday. That's because Rousey was bananas. But Misha Tate decision, Shevchenko decision. Like, girl's not bad, and she's won three in a row. But she's yeah. in Bell- she's she's in Bellator now. Yeah, no, she's she's gone. But yeah, she, she she used to be a uh, a cash cow back in the day. Mm-hmm. Before we happen to Jenner's Digest, I want to tell you guys another betting uh, strategy that I actually saw on TikTok. Sorry. Rondone homered. Uh, a strategy that I saw on TikTok for teasers. Me and Jared put out a lot of teasers. <clears throat> ourselves and then we bet out we bet a lot that we don't put out on our patreon or the podcast but which is why like our personal like betting oh yeah we don't win near as much as what we do on the patreon we lose a lot a lot more on some stupid stuff because we just take risks and put out units on dumb teasers but this is one that i'm gonna actually follow and i'm not saying you're gonna win every time but this this guy said that there was this uh gambling guy that put out, I don't know if put out a book or what it was, but to never buy a teaser that crosses zero. So as a favorite, anything six and under, they would make it cross zero because he said you're essentially buying two points for the price of one. 
because you're passing up minus a half, zero, plus a half to one. So he said only buy teasers higher than seven or if they're underdogs. He said that's just like a an unwritten rule. So to only buy teasers for favorites that are greater than seven or underdogs. I don't hate that. I don't yeah, hate that at all. I really like that idea. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Makes a lot of sense because that one stupid teaser we put out last week, where it was a bunch, of, it was all these teams plus a half. So basically, like, why but that, not just see? That's fine because they're greater than seven. It's like if it's minus four and a half, there's no point in buying that because you're not gaining hardly any value off that. You're basically still betting them money line. If they're like minus four and a half favorites, you six and a half. That make them minus plus two. So yeah, yeah. they did, yeah. So there's no point. So don't cross the so zero line. Well, no, that's that's not really true because you're crossing zero line at minus four and a half. Yeah, anything under, anything six and a half and under as favorites, don't buy it. Okay. Anything seven and over or over seven, then you can buy it down at a teaser. Like I said, it's not going to hit every single time, but it's a good like rule to use in terms of buying favorites. Like in that in that instance, buy the underdog. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it, it really does. So that's a teaser rule we might have to we might have to play with a little bit. So don't Especially cross the zero line. If you want to use Jarrett's, if you want to use that rule and Jarrett's rule of road favorites, yeah, that are like minus three. Buy the underdog yeah. home team with the teaser. Fuck yeah, dude! I like that a lot. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, somebody we I'll throw. Found, a teaser. We just found gold right there. So, somebody I'll throw in a teaser for sure this week. We're going to talk about and degenerate digest Raiders plus three and a half. I'll throw them a teaser all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Who are they playing? The Chargers. <sighs> Don't do it. Just, just let go and let God. But I can't. that. Can't with, do that, but let's with, talk about it. <laughs> with that being said, let's roll into Degenerous Digest because we're 45 minutes into this thing. A lot of banter, a lot of talk, but it's been fun. Let's get to Degenerous Digest, and right after that, we're into our ultimate daily fantasy lineup. All right, week four of the NFL, Degenerous Digest. You guys know the know the routine by now. We'll do Thursday, Sunday, Monday Night Football, give you our lock and our upset of the week. Which could be either be an NFL or a college game, and we got a we got a few col- I got a fun little college script that I stole from Rico Bosco on Twitter um, that we're going to do this week. So with that being said, first game on the primetime schedule this week got a Thursday night game that I can't wait to miss. Um, got the Jags at the Bengals. Bengals are seven point favorites. The over under is forty six and a half. This is one that I've like you know don't overthink it. Just go with your gut here. Yeah, and I was I was overthinking it, and I was like, nah, I got to take it. Like, not really much to say. You just got to take Bengals minus seven. Absolutely. I you agree. Two I units. Mean, you, can't, you can't take the Jaguars until they prove that they can at least be competitive in a game. Everyone's probably going to look at it and be like, well, they only lost to the Cardinals last week by 12 points, but they were at home. The Bengals look good. They were good. winning and, and going into halftime by six. They got outscored 18 points in the second half. Here's my thing with the Jaguars is that they can only score on these big play, big plays, a la the kick six. Take that away from from Sunday's game. They got their Tucci's blown out. I mean, it would have been like 31 to 12. It would have been bad. Um, 
They're also 0-3 against the spread this year. Uh, Bengals went on the road. They beat the Steelers last week. Uh, T-Law is a QPR of 19. Their defense is allowing 30 points per game. So, I mean. Yeah, and honestly, the Bengals, while you may look at it, like their defense, decently solid. Uh, they were just going to have to do what they did last week on offense. If they if they come out struggling on offense, and you could be in for a rough game, and maybe see the Jaguars first win. But going off what last week happened, you got to take the Bengals. Got to take Bengals minus seven, two units on that. Let's roll into Sunday night football. You got Tom Brady coming back to the Meadowlands. Bucks at Pats. Bucks are obviously the seven point favorites here. The over under is forty eight and a half. Again. Another one I think is super easy to pick. This line has climbed and climbed. It started at five. Uh, on yeah, lock this in as soon as you guys hear this because I'm going to lock it in. Yeah, it, you got to go Bucks minus seven. They're going to steamroll on it, especially yeah. after coming off a loss. Uh, Brady going back to Foxborough going to be very emotional. Uh, he's going to go in there and stomp the shit out of them. Brady, 47 and 21 against the spread after a loss in his career. Boom. Boom. Done. In Foxborough, too? Yeah, the, the P- New England fans are going to be cheering for the Bucks. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I bet. Okay, how? Okay, how many? I know it's hard to put an over under on it, but how many Brady pass jerseys are you going to see in the stands on Sunday night? All of, all of them. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? Everybody there is going to be wearing a, a Brady jersey. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, two, so for the Bucks and for the Pats. So I'm actually going to lock that in after we get off the podcast tonight. Uh, Bucks minus seven. I feel comfortable doing two units on that one, Travis. I'm sure you do as well. Um, yes. Monday night football. We've got a big AFC West matchup. It's the Raiders at the Chargers. The Chargers are three and a half point favorites at home. Do they really have a home stadium though in LA? And the over under is 53. All right. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers. I'm not. Chargers are four and five against the spread at home with Herbert. Raiders since 2019 are seven four and against the spread as an away underdog and 14 and nine as an underdog overall. Don't care. Uh, I'm sorry. I just the Raiders are absolute frauds. I I do not trust the Raiders. I'm not. I I took the Raiders in our preseason uh, totals. I took their under. They have come out absolutely way too hot. Uh, it's got to cool off. Chargers, on the other hand, like I think they're actually a good team. Like they beat the Chiefs because they have actual talent, not just because things rolled, you know, their way. Uh, they should be three and zero. They just had a bad game against the Cowboys. I I just don't. I, I'm not buying into the Raiders. If the Raiders can beat the Chargers, I'll buy into them. But I don't think so. All right, I am going to take the Raiders at plus three and a half, just at one unit. Just because I do not like the half. Do not like. I do not like the half. Especially, I really like this line. This is someone you can wait on. Don't lock it in. I'm not locking this right now. Obviously, in the Patreon, we'll have another article come out on Monday for this. But if this line goes to four, four and a half, if everyone's going to be hammering the Chargers like Travis is, I like the Raiders in that. And that because, like I said, that, that four to five range is just a weird spread for me. So, I won't bet the Raiders after what they just did this past weekend to Jacoby Brissett. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. A game they should have lost, by the way. A game that they not only should have lost, but they were up by 12 points and blew a four-point spread against the Dolphins at home. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm shitting on my own Dolphins here, but they look horrible, and you blew a 12-point lead to the Dolphins at home. It's not just a horrible. They had a backup quarterback playing. So Exactly. So I got to take the Chargers just based on that. So that's just the game that you guys are going to have to roll with on your own. We're not going to put out picks for that on the Patreon because if we're unless both, unless it changes drastically by by Monday, yeah, I still I still would just stay off of it. If, if maybe it the goes, over, what do you th- what do you think about the over fifty three? Now, because the Chargers have too good of a defense. That's what I was thinking too. But we did the under on Monday Night Football last night. And it fucked oh, us. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not going to take under. I'm not going to take over unders on primetime games this year. They're what so about, hit or miss. What about Derek Carr pass attempts? That could be one because they don't have a running S- game. Especially if Josh Jacobs do- doesn't play. I don't think he. I don't think he's going to. Uh, long does, it's going to be limited. Yeah. So anyway, that's Monday Night Football. Let's roll into. We're going to do our upset of the week first. Travis, do you have a college or a NFL upset? I have an NFL upset, but it's I, there's zero value on it. Yeah, is it the Ravens? It's the Ravens. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's not a true upset. Ravens are minus 105, but the Broncos are the true favorite right here. They're minus minus one and plus and minus 115 as money line. Ravens are minus 105 money line. So a little bit of value there. I'm, I'm comfortable doing two units on that. Oh, I was going to do two units on it too. Yeah. The Broncos opponents are 0-9. Yep. <laughs> they have played absolutely nobody. I am zero percent convinced that Teddy Bridgewater is the guy. I'm a little, still in a little bit of denial, and I'm still a little salty about the fact that they're starting him. I want them to fail, 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 and the fact that they're three and zero pisses me off even more. If they go in and beat the Ravens, I might just, I might just punch a hole in my TV. No, yeah, I, I, I don't think they get this done. There's no way the Broncos are a four and zero team, um, especially playing the Ravens. Who, well, again, the Ravens have a look at, but the Ravens beat the Chiefs. Um, the Ravens can fight adversity and I think that they get this done. Like you said, the Broncos opponents are combined. Oh, and nine, they played nobody giants, Jags, and who else they beat jets, uh, jets. giants. Okay. The three worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Three worst teams. So I think it's a rude awakening. Yeah. I think this is easy. Minus one Oh five, lock it into you. Um, just to, just to give you guys a non, uh, same pick because I had two two picks for one that we have later. Um, I'm going to give you guys a, an alternate upset of the week, which again is one that's not really considered an upset. It's an even money pick or maybe plus 105. It's Michigan money line at Wisconsin at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Michigan is was – I thought I had mine later, but I like that. I like that too. I, that, that's definitely my card. Um, I mean, Michigan's 14th in the country, which I know that doesn't mean a whole lot, but they're 4-0. Wisconsin's 1-2. They just got their cocks slapped around by a very average Notre Dame team. If we're average? Average Notre Dame, like, almost lost to Florida State. Notre Dame almost lost to Purdue, or they were struggling with Purdue for a little bit. So, 
Yeah. I mean, they, they got, I mean, they, they, they couldn't do anything. Up. Michigan on the other hand has been looking solid. Uh, I think they roll over them and they're plus one. So you might as well just take a money line instead yeah. as an underdog. Absolutely. So I like that alternate upset for you. Uh, let's roll into the lock of the week. Do you have a college or an NFL lock? I do have, I do have an NFL lock. So let me, let me go first. Cause mine's college. Okay. I was telling Travis about this last night. Cause I'm, when you're down on Sunday, you always hunt for the next weekend. Um, now, guys, I'm telling you right now, this is my favorite play of the year so far. By, it's, by gonna, it's They have scared me because I still don't know if they're real or not, and this is going to be their true testament. College lock for me this week, number eight, Arkansas, at number two, Georgia. They put this line at 18 and a half. That is a Georgia beat Vandy by 68 points is why. Okay, fucking Vandy. Listen. I know, but I'm saying that's why. I'm taking Arkansas plus 18 and a half. This is way too big. This is my I'm like this is like a play of the month for me. I'm doing five units on it. I told Travis like I I, I was going to do like seven or eight. I'm gonna, I've lowered myself down to five. But y'all save us. What? <laughs> save us in case it loses. Yeah. Five. Um <laughs> They've looked damn good this year. Arkansas has wins over two ranked teams. Texas, which when we saw them beat Texas, like, oh fuck it, Texas sucks again. Texas doesn't suck. That's their only loss this year. Um, they just put up seventy on Texas Tech last weekend, and they also beat Texas A and M pretty handily too. Uh, I mean, so yes, Georgia has looked good in their last three games. They're four and zero in their last three games. They've been blowing their opponents out by an average of forty six points. Per game, but those three opponents, Vandy, like Travis said, one and three, South Carolina, two and two with wins against Eastern Illinois and ECU. Yeah, South Carolina is a very weak team. UAB, UAB is a solid team in their conference, but you're facing Georgia. Uh, and then they only, again, Cle- Clemson has a good defense. But look what Clemson's done since then. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It, it makes me nervous. I will roll a couple units with you. I don't know if I'll go the full five. Jared's very, very, very confident in it. Uh, which hey, let him let him do it. Let's hope he's right. I mean, I'm wearing I'm wearing the shirt for it tonight for a reason. I mean, rocking degenerate. the rocking the there two Jack Brothers degenerate shirt. Um, five units on that for me. I mean, eighteen and a half is too big. If it was like 11, 12, I wouldn't be as confident. But that's literally three scores. So yeah, I I don't disagree with that. Mine is one that. It scares me because I know that a lot of people are going to be on it, but I don't think it's a spread that this team can cover at all because they just got blown out by the Broncos, and it is the Titans minus seven and a half against the Jets. If you I can mean, buy it down to seven, but this even, the half- even then, even then, I mean, if they can't beat the Jets by more than seven points, what are you doing? Because they're horrible. They've lost by a bunch. Uh, they haven't scored a touchdown in God knows how long. They they look terrible. I mean, in the way the Titans have looked the last two games, they should be able to easily cover this spread. I'll do three units on it, even at seven and a half. No, I, I like that play. The Titans were, like I said, every every weekend at the end of the weekend, I lay in bed on Sunday or Monday night. I roll through all the college games, roll through the NFL games, and I put a little notepad in my phone on games I like. That is one I love. Um I mean, they just they just beat the Colts by nine. And you mean to tell me that the Colts are are worse than the Jets? No. Do yeah. you think that the Jets could be our first zero and seventeen team? Well, no. They'll win a game. They'll win a game. I I do believe that they'll win a game. 
Who do you who do you think they'll beat? We're gonna have we're <laughs> we could have two O and fifteen teams playing each other in week uh sixteen when they play the Jaguars. Oh my god. <laughs> we could. We that very be, well could. That'd be amazing. So I like that. I do like at that point, like, would you try? Like No, I'd fucking trot out. Would you bench would you bench all your starters for the number one pick? I don't even know who the <laughs> back essentially, you'd essentially be playing for the number one pick at that point. Yeah. And if you're the Jaguars, you got your quarterback, so I guess <clears throat> they have Gardner Minshew, so they can't start their backup because he would try. Jaguars, no, they don't. The Gardner Minshew plays for the Eagles. Oh fuck, he does. They traded him. Yeah. Um anyway, so I like that lock, Travis. Travis got Titans minus seven and a half. I got Arkansas plus eighteen and a half. We're gonna do a little bit of a college script for you guys. Again, I saw this from Rico Bosco at Barstool. I fucking cry, baby. Um we're gonna do for real. Uh, he's got this thing for college because for apparently Friday night college games are a thing. I really didn't know that until I became a degenerate. Um, but we're going to give you for college our favorite Friday night play, our favorite road favorite of the week, our favorite over under, and we're going to do screw the points. This team's going to win outright. So basically picking a dog to win outright. No, you Try- know what I fucking miss? I miss. Thanks, COVID. You ruined this for me. Tuesday night match. Maction. Maction. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, what is your so let's kick it off college uh favorite your favorite Friday night player? There's only a handful of games on Friday night this week, but I got one I like a lot. Uh I'm I have to do this just because I really I really truly believe this going against your road favorite thing here. No, it's uh, I it's Iowa. It's Iowa minus three. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh I know that was, kinda, hey, that was for NFL. That wasn't for college, by the way. So that is very true. Uh, and I think this line is honestly so low because they kind of struggled with Colorado State last weekend. But, I, I mean, you're going to have those games every once in a while in college. This is how it is when you're playing with 18- to 20-year-old kids. Uh, Maryland, on the other hand, they're, we got to get over the Maryland hype. They beat Illinois by three points. Yep, that's my thing. Uh, that and, and that is one that truly, truly stands out to me. Maryland is not that good. Iowa, they're known for their defense. I think they're going to come out. Uh, show, uh, I don't know his name. I'm just going to call him to his brother. Uh, Fitz. I'm going to show him Fitz. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I don't like it. They do have a common opponent, by the way. Kent State. Uh, Maryland played them last week, beat them by 21. Iowa played them two weeks ago, beat them by 23. So might be a little closer than we expect. Very, very similar. 
But I don't think playing in Maryland is like some like hard thing to do. No, I don't either. And I, I've watched two of his brothers play. Two of his brother play, and he doesn't really impress me. Um, I was number five for a reason. I think this is like their this is the big game where they come out. They're coming out party, and they kind of roll into it for the rest of the year. So I like that. That's my favorite Friday night play as well. Iowa. Oh, Madison. really? I thought you were going to go Houston. I do like Houston. We'll talk about uh, that'll be on the Patreon. But uh, I, Iowa is my favorite one, minus three and a half um, at two units. So your favorite road favorite on the weekend? I'll go first, in case you, in case I steal yours. My favorite road favorite is Texas minus five at TCU. Uh, I thought about that because they just absolutely steamrolled Texas Tech last. I mean, week. it wasn't th- even fair. They were thrown to the wolves after they lost to Arkansas, and now looking back on it, that lost Arkansas really doesn't look that bad. They're still not ranked. By the way, can we talk about why Clemson being ranked at 25 is still a thing at two and two? It's fucking ridiculous. No, they're not, they're. I mean, it's just the it's the fact that it's Clemson. That's stupid. But anyway, Texas minus five at TCU. It's on the road. That's my favorite road favorite. Um, and their last three wins, the Longhorns have averaged 55 points per game, and they're only allowing 17 points per game. TCU is Go one ahead. and two. With a measly two point win over Cal at home, it's just going to be a fucking. And Cal's slaughter. not that good. No, it's going to be slow at all. The only the only thing about that I was looking at, I was like, God damn! I was like, we bet on Texas against Arkansas, lost. We bet I did on not. Texas. I I did not. I I put Arkansas on the pod on the Patreon. We bet on Texas on a different. Oh uh, no, no! I bet on Arkansas last weekend against Texas Tech. Texas yeah. A&M. Texas we A&M. bet on Texas against Arkansas. Because we're Mizzou fans, we didn't know Arkansas was legit then. And then we bet on Texas Tech last year or last week against Texas. Yeah. And so we've lost both our Texas bets. We got burned on. We get burned again. I am just gonna avoid Texas down forever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. I was looking at that. I was like, that's very intriguing to take. Yeah. Uh, so I don't mind that. Mine. On the other hand, let me scroll down to it. I can't have too many tabs open on this computer. It sucks. So I got to find it. Okay. Mine is Army minus seven and a half at Ball State. Love that pick. It wasn't so minus seven, seven earlier. It's already gone up a little bit, I guess, then. It's gone up a little bit. Army's 4-0. Oh. Uh, their quarterback is just bananas. Uh, he had like 200 and something rushing yards last week. Meanwhile, Ball State lets up 189 yards on the ground a game, 438 total. And Army has a pretty solid defense. Uh they're going to – if they can't beat them by seven and a half, then I don't know what to tell you, but that's my favorite road favorite. Because, again, you're playing at Ball State. I don't even think Ball State plays in like a – bigger than a high school field. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that. Army's on my card as well, something that I was going to throw on the Patreon. Um, this one, we'll go we'll hit it real quick. No need to exp- explain it. Your favorite over-under. My favorite over-under. I don't and I don't take a lot of overrunners, but I actually looked like this one immediately. Texas TCU over sixty five and a half. I got like another. I like Texas Tech West Virginia over fifty six. Seems low. Yeah, I mean well, Texas Tech. Yeah, about Texas Tech just let up seventy. Yeah, <laughs> Texas just scored seventy. That my pick uh, while letting up thirty five at the same time. Uh, so yeah, that kind of bodes well, that argument for both of our picks. Yeah. And then lastly, screw the points. This team wins outright. So basically a team, fuck it. They're underdogs. They're going to win this outright. By the way, your boy called the big one last weekend. 
I don't know. That was so easy to me why that was even on there. North Carolina why, State. That, why that was even a thing. Uh, people gave Clemson way too much love. Still are going into this weekend. Yeah, which uh, they which will be on the Patreon as well. Yeah. Uh, Boston College, hint, hint. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are afraid to spend money on our $10 Patreon. Um, Not even. You get that for 5 bucks. Yeah, you can't get that for 5 bucks. Anyway, rambling on. Uh, screw it. Screw the points. Take the – what is it? They went – they went they, – Syracuse. Yep. Yep. Uh, plus four and a half. Florida State is 0-4. Yeah, so the money uh, lines – money lines Liberty. Yeah, money lines plus 175. So basically we're picking Syracuse to win. Um, yeah, they – yeah, I don't either. They're oh, Florida State's 0-4, like you said. Uh, their only loss, Syracuse, is, is to Rutgers – by 10 who ruck that's not looking bad Rutgers is looking pretty solid this year not only 0-4 but okay yeah they, they had a close game versus Notre Dame then they lost to Jacksonville State which you might as well get blown out by any power five conference then they lost by 21 to Wake uh they were getting blown out by Louisville last week ended up only losing by eight but still like goodness gracious they're horrible yeah so Syracuse plus 175 going down to Florida State um, like him at money line, and we like him at plus four and a half as Florida well. Florida State, uh, mark my words, they will go one and eleven. That'd be embarrassing for them. Listen, Syracuse, UNC at UNC, UMass, that's their win. At Clemson versus North Carolina State versus Miami at Boston College at Florida. Dude, they're going one and eleven. Wow. <laughs> wow. They might. Then I'm saying might win two games. Jesus. That's crazy. That's, that is crazy. So um, last but not least, uh, before we wrap up, we'll do this real quick. We're going to do our ultimate daily fantasy lineup for week four. Travis, like mine, is, mine have sucked so far this year. Maybe we put our two heads together. They'll be decent. I might have been okay. Um, so we're going to do a contest, Travis. So are we going to enter one both right now? Yeah. So we're going to do a contest. One to enter. So we're but we're going to do one that's the, that's the Thursday through Sunday games. Yeah, you got to include all of them. Hang on, I got to claim my crowns. Classic. So if you go to um, if you go to DraftKings, you go to you go to NFL. You're going to do classic. You're going to do the second one down on featured. It's 16 games, Thursday through Monday. So all of them. We are going to scroll down and do the. Man, there's not a, there's not any good ones on here that have like a big payout. I'm gonna do a dollar one that where I can win four thousand dollars. Make sure also what I look at when I join uh, DraftKings lineups for those of you to make sure that it's either that it's mainly single entry. Don't do the ones that are 20 entry maxes. Yeah. Uh, so I usually do one that's single entry. So I'm going to do a single entry for $5 with $10,000 prize pool. Okay. So, and I'm going to use my crowns to do so. Because I have a shit ton. All, All right. right. So let's get, let's get into it, man. I already, I already have a, I already done a few research. So let's start off with quarterback. I got two quarterbacks I like this week that I looked at. 
one's a high high dollar quarterback. The other one's like a good value. Your Josh, one high dollar quarterback's gonna be Josh Allen. Josh Allen at eight, at eight grand. I mean, they're playing Houston. Um, I like. I also like Taylor Heineke against Atlanta. So I think the high dollar ones might be worth the squeeze because me and Jarrett do a DraftKings like pool with a group of people every week. Uh, through the first three weeks, I've taken a low price quarterback that I thought would go off even against favorable defense, and it hasn't worked out. So okay. I'm okay with taking Josh Allen. I do too. So we're gonna go with Josh Allen just because he's playing Houston. He should put should have put up a ton of points. So that when you can, go to running when you go to running, can we back, fill our tight end and defense next? Yeah, let's do tight end defense. Let's actually do defense first. There's a defense I like right off the right out of the gate, and it's the good value. 3300 3, bucks, Bengals. For Jacksonville, yeah, it's not bad at all. I'll take yeah. that. So you know, like you just get me any points at all, I'll be happy. Yeah. So tight end. Um I'm staying away from Travis Kelsey until the Chiefs can prove to me that they actually do something. Same thing with Darren Waller. I'm staying away from Darren Waller after week one, nothing. Yeah, a tight end I like that's super big value. Fucking Tommy Tremble, twenty five hundred bucks for the Panthers. They just traded away Dan Arnold. Yeah, I saw that. By the way, we didn't even talk about that. Jaguars got robbed. I mean they 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 didn't want they didn't want CJ Henderson there. Um, what but Tommy about- Dawson Dawson Knox is thirty six hundred bucks too. Tyler Higby is decent value. Yeah, but Tyler Higby's touchdown or bust. That's my thing with him. Oh. Dalton Schultz. Ooh, that's a good one. Just had two touchdowns. I know they're playing the Panthers, but it's at home. I like Dalton Schultz. $3,400. Kind of in, in between the Dawson Knox, Tommy Tremble range that I was thinking. 3400 bucks. Dalton Schultz, I like that. Um, uh, Dalton Schultz averaging 13.4 points per game, and he's also getting a lot of targets. So right now we've got Josh Allen at quarterback, Dalton Schultz at tight end, and the Bengals at defense. We got an average remaining player uh, salary of fifty eight eighty three, which means you really can't – your running backs that are going to be off limits right away, I think, are Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones. People like that are kind of – I think are off the board. Um, just yeah. because you go for them, you're going to be selling them in other spots. I like uh, – there's two $6,000 uh, – 6,400 and 6,500 running backs I like this week. Do you want me to tell, them, Joe, tell you? Joe Mixon's one. Joe Mixon's one. And then the other one is probably Chris Carson. Miles Sanders against Casey. See, the only thing that scares me about that is I hope they don't use Kenneth Gainwell. They really didn't last week. I last week when I was or when I watched that Monday night game, they were using Miles Sanders a lot more. He was chunking all, I, I like Joe Mixon. I'm putting him in the lineup for sure against Ooh. against Jacksonville. What about Chuba Hubbard? Chuba Hubbard's a good a good call too. How but he's fifty nine hundred. Hubbard. See Dallas though is ninth against running backs in daily fantasy though. Yeah, that's true. But we can't just pick everything. Like somebody's gonna have to go off. But I hear you. I hear you. Um, so let's let's add up Joe Mixon and then let's go hit up. Let's go hit up some wide receivers. It's not okay, so we're gonna, we're going to do Joe Mixon wide receivers. There's a couple of cheap wide receivers I like too. Actually, three of them. All three of mine are fifty two hundred dollars or less. I got three of them. I feel like timeout before we go into the cheap ones. I feel like we almost have to put Cooper Cup in this lineup. He has five touchdowns through three weeks. Yeah, against Arizona. Play in Arizona. 
We have I don't, to. I don't hate that. Okay. So uh, Cooper Cup was $7,800. He's averaging 32.4 points per game. So you almost have to, um, which is insane. One that I told Travis about that I think is worth it because right now our average remaining player salary is $52.50. Both of these, all three of my wide receivers I have on my list will – it will be below He's that. Be Jalen Waddle, aren't you? Jalen Waddle's one of mine. He had 12 catches last week. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett loves him. He loves him. 12 catches. Um, Jacoby Myers, 5,200. They're playing uh, Tampa Bay, whose secondary is banged up. Corey Davis at five grand. Corey Davis scares me because he's he could either have a really – it's like his ceiling is really high and his floor is really low. That's yeah. the only thing that scares me about Corey Davis. I feel like there's other cheaper wide receivers that have like a middle tier balance or like a high upside. Yeah. But I do like we, – we can throw Jalen Waddle on there because he is very cheap. Yeah. 4900 bucks, and like I said, he had 12 catches last week in Brissette's first start, so he clearly likes him. All right, so let's go back to running back. Right now we got Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle. Dalton Schultz, Bengals D. Yep. Going back to running back, average remaining salary fifty three sixty seven. So we want to try to stay around or below that because we're going to need another wide receiver and flex after this. Yeah. So, I mean, this is tough. It's this very tough. this is very tough. Devin Singletary is a decent one, I think. I was looking at Zach Moss, too. So both Buffalo running backs, it's like, which one do you think is going to get in the end zone? Yeah. Zach Moss is going to get in the end zone with passing. I feel like Devin Singletary is going to get in there rushing. Which if you're going to go with the passing guy, we got Josh Allen. So that that might be the case. That could be. Below that, there's really nobody that I would want to pick up. Uh, man, this is a tough one. Yeah. It's a really tough one. Um, I, th- Dude. Oh, boom. Perfect. Trey Sermon. The jo- the 49ers have to eventually use him. Trey, Trey Sermon. Seattle. Yeah, five grand. I like that pick. I think he's worth the risk. Seattle's the worst team against daily fantasy running backs right now in 2021. So I like to use them. So Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, Trace Herman, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, Dalton Schultz, Bengals defense. We got a wide receiver and a flex spot left. We got 55 50 as our average remaining player salary. Do you want to go flex first or wide receiver first? Let's go cheap wide receiver, like super cheap. Uh, Like cheaper than Jalen Waddle? Yeah, like cheap, cheap, so that way we can ball out on a flex or spend a good amount of money on our flex. Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore. How much is he, though? Nope, nope, nope. I figured it out. Hunter Renfro, 4600 Hunter Renfro, 4600 But apparently the Chargers ah. are third, third best against wide receivers. Never mind. What about K.J. Osborne? For the Vikings. For the Minnesota. I know they're playing Cleveland, but he's only 3,700. He's averaging 13 points a game. I can get down with that. 
some garbage points if Cleveland gets that big. So if you do KJ Osborne at thirty seven hundred, that gives you a flex spot of seventy four hundred dollars. And I'm going to sort mine between offensive uh, fantasy points per game, high to low. Mike Williams, $7,200. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a very favorable matchup. Yeah. Mike Williams, it is. So there you go. So, like, not like a a very attractive-looking fantasy lineup. But. But the the ones that are attractive never win. No. Yeah. So Josh Allen against uh, Houston, Joe Mixon against Jacksonville, Trey Sermon against Seattle, which which can't stop the run, Cooper Cup against the Cardinals because Cooper Cup's having a hell of a year, KJ Osborne against Cleveland. That's kind of a, a that's that's our lowest that's pick. A value pick value pick. Jalen Waddle against the Colts because he had twelve catches last week. Dalton Schultz against Carolina, another value tight end pick. Mike Williams in the in the flex against Vegas, and the Bengals' defense against Jacksonville on Thursday night. I like that. I'm saving it. Yep, I entered it as well. Entered it as well in a dollar contest to win four grand. So that was our ultimate DFS lineup for week four. A little bit longer. Watch Jared take the four grand contest. I take the the ten grand contest. That'd be fucking silly. I'd fucking go jump in the lake. Um, But that is episode 135. Hope you guys enjoyed it. A little bit longer. We rambled on a little bit more in the beginning because we're not joining our buddy Jason for the Pucket Pigskin podcast this weekend. He had some stuff come up. Um, But, yeah, a little bit longer episode. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed it. And, again, Patreon. Money. Money's money. So join on that. Hop on that train. The the more you guys just keep, you know, not acknowledging us, the more you're just letting our one Patreon subscriber win a ton of money. Yeah, shout out David David Dodge. He's been riding with us for months, and I'm sure he's 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 up a pretty good amount. So, uh, until next time, we'll see you guys then. I wish Travis a happy wedding weekend. Again, we're not going to be super active on the socials this weekend. We'll get yeah, everything we'll out. Kind of busy. We'll get everything out before Friday. But other than that, you guys have a fantastic week. Happy gambling, happy hunting, gamble responsibly, and we'll see you back next week in October for episode 136. Peace. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.